What's going on, folks? MMA Lock Talk. Right back at you. Three minutes past four o'clock, but it is the, or I should say Mrs. Locke's birthday today, but managed to do enough to corral myself an hour to carve out for you guys so that I could stick with the schedule of the MMA Lock Talk that I got 4 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Thursday. Been getting a great reception show, reception so far. Truly appreciate everybody that's been uh, hanging in these chats. Truly appreciate everybody that's been uh, enjoying themselves with the live stream as well. So uh, I'm loving the daily talk with you guys, daily discussion. There's always so much to talk about in the MMA world that I want to make sure that I dedicate enough time to every single one of you, which is why you guys get a total of four hours of the MMA Log Talk a week, including another hour of Fight Day live chat on actual fight day. You guys get to uh, hang with your boy. But yeah, uh, maybe Mondays could be recapping the last event. Maybe that's what people want to talk about the most. Maybe they want to talk about the Contender Series, which is tomorrow. Obviously, you guys know that I've already dropped my Contender Series video. Uh, it was on Friday. Definitely not doing as hot of numbers as the first one did. So I think I learned my lesson that maybe dropping it a little bit too early, especially before the UFC event takes place, uh, may take away from people actually going back and watching the Contender Series video as well. So what I'll be doing is on Sundays moving forward um, to drop the the contender series and then that should get in the algorithm enough to uh to make sure that everybody's seen it got my takes on the contender series and so on and so forth like just to give you guys an example it's only at 600 views right now i dropped it on friday um let me just give you guys some analytics too so in how long has it been first three days and one hour 613 views that was for uh the the episode that i did for tomorrow's card the prior one three days and one hour since i had dropped that one it was obviously past the uh the contender series date but three days and one hour was at two thousand views yeah i mean that's crazy within Within a day, I managed to rack up about a thousand views for that. And then by the time the fight started, which was Tuesday at 8 p.m., it was at 1,950 views. So, what I'm trying to get at is that uh, the contender series will be uh, strictly on Sundays. Contender series breakdowns will be on Sundays for you guys. So, we can get it swinging around there. Seem like the chat's just chilling today. It's not a long weekend or anything like that, it seems. So if you guys want to get started in the comment section, that would be great. I can quickly talk about my betting week that I had this past week. Phenomenal betting weekend. Even better when you're able to go out there and cash on a spot, maybe even multiple spots that people are super skeptical about or you seem like you're on an island about. And uh, those ones happen to be my lock of the night and dog of the night plays. Lock of the night play, Brian Battle. Obviously, I bet him at minus 230. He got up to about minus 300 by fight day, even by weigh-in day. And then everybody in the mother hit me up and like, hey, 
You scared about Brian Battle? You scared about Brian Battle? You scared about Brian Battle now that he looks like Skeletor on the scales? No, my mind does not change. There is nothing, especially the fact that he made weight. I'm not even worried. You know what I mean? I did put out there, if anybody is skeptical about the Brian Battle bet, obviously due to the weigh-ins, I don't blame you, but I hope that it shows on a week-to-week basis that guys can still go out there and look like shit on the scales and still perform well inside the cage. Now, I get it. The fight didn't take that long, so you know we didn't really get to see what he looks like prolonged in the cage, but I'm still not worried about it. Uh, but what I did tell people in the Patreon as well, especially if they had already bet on Brian Battle and they're skeptical about it, Takashi Sato by KO sat at plus 400. So you could have gotten a much worse uh, spot to hedge out if you were scared about the Brian Battle side of things. But I am not the hedging type. That is just not what I do. I stuck with my guns on the five units on Brian Battle and minus 230, and I was able to cash plus 2.17 units. So... Uh, again, uh, what I'm hoping to to put out there, and I, I want to see if I can start tracking the data for this. When guys look bad on the scale, how they actually perform the next night and what the correlation is between it, right? Like I need to figure out a way to be like, like put a, a, a scale as well, right? Like this guy look one through five. How bad did he look on the scale? And then how did he actually perform inside the gauge? Brian Battle, assuming how everybody was saying he looked, I'd give him a five, right? Drew Dober, the prior week. Sorry, I got to sneeze coming. <laughs> Excuse me. Whew. Couldn't get that out of the way soon enough. Um, Drew Dober, the prior week, looked like shit, made weight, went out there, third round KO'd a guy. I mean, it is not often that horrible weight cuts determine how a fight is going to play out. Or bad-looking weight cuts. Cutting weight is not fun to begin with. You know, a lot of people, they have not been able to see the background uh, or, or the behind-the-scenes of UFC shows or regional MMA shows. I've seen plenty, you know, from the UFC to, um, to the regional side of things. Like, as high-level, like, let me give you guys a glimpse into this. When I worked with the UFC... UFC 149, headlined by Hennen Barrow and Uriah Faber. Hennen Barrow backstage at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. I believe that's where the weigh-ins took place. Um, throwing up his brains in the in the bathroom as soon as he gets to the arena. Throwing up. Looked like dog shit. You guys remember how Hennen Barrow used to look when he used to weigh in at 135 pounds? The monster Hennen Barrow. Remember that guy? All, always looked like shit behind the scenes. And I saw it with my eyes at UFC 149 when he faced Uriah Faber and he went out there and beat him soundly over five rounds. I see it plenty of times on the regional scene. Happens every freaking weekend. We just don't get to see that. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, and then uh, the, what's the other one? Jeff Neal. Jeff motherfucking Neal. You got, y'all forget, uh, about my guy, Jeff Neal. Hmm? Did you guys forget about Jeff Neal? Two losses to two high-level guys. You know, Wonderboy Thompson. In a fight that he goes to pick him with him with. Loses that fight. Okay. We'll make him a favorite against uh, Neil Magny. Again, I'm a big Jeff Neal guy, but I knew 
Neil Magny is a difficult matchup for anybody. Anybody. Unless you have a grappling advantage over him, right? Unless you're able to drag him into the onto the mat and and grind him out, Shabcat Rachmanov style, get a submission, Michael Kiesa style, just ragdoll him for 25 minutes. That's how you beat Neil Magny. You don't beat Neil Magny with the straight up striking game plan. Not many guys are capable of doing that, right? Max Griffin, another difficult matchup for Max Griffin, gets a split there because he did manage to rock Neil Magny in that first round. Uh, and had a case to win another round, but Neil Magny does what Neil Magny does, and he goes out there and makes fights difficult, puts the pace and pressure on his opponents, puts the output out there, makes it difficult. He did the same thing to Jeff Neal, which is why he came out victorious. And I just want to, the reason I'm kind of harboring on the Neil Magny fight is a lot of people, and I saw it in other live streams. I saw it on the weigh-in stream as well. Like I just sit in the background and I just laugh at some of the live chat that I see in there. But there's a guy that's saying, how the fuck could you pick Jeff Neal? He lost to Neil Magny. Neil Magny sucks. Taper off your, you know, over-exaggerations about fighters. That's how you guys get caught in like narratives. And then you're just like, oh, he lost to Neil Magny? Of course he's going to lose to Vicente Luque. No! Senti Luque gets hit. Oh, did I say Neil Magny? Or sorry, Jeff Neil also outstruck Vicente Luque. Did, did that happen as well? Mm. Oh, it's sweet. I just want to take my victory lap a little bit longer. That's all I got to say. Again, I've been wrapped up for the weekend. You know, it's been the the, the wife's birthday. You know, both of us, we, we treat our birthday weekends like fucking birthday weekends. We do everything every single day. So yesterday, or sorry, Saturday, we went to uh, a beach. We went to Grand Bend Beach, if anybody is from the Southern Ontario area. Two and a half hours away. Wonderful time. Never, ever been there. Really enjoyed it. Beautiful area. And then when we got back, uh, we just fucked around. You know, got baked, had some drinks, watched shows. And then at 2 a.m., she went to bed. So I'm like, you know what? I still feel a little bit awake. Let's get the fights done with. Watch the fights. You know, Great work from uh, Jeff Neal. Uh, fun card all around, right? All finishes. That was fun to to watch. Um, yeah, it was it, it, it was fun catching up on the fights. And then by the time I caught up, it was like four four thirty a.m. So I went to bed. And then yesterday, uh, we we went out, had dinner, walked around. We hung out until 5 a.m. last night. That was the latest I've ever seen my wife awake. <laughs> uh, and, and then today we woke up at like 11, took the dog out, you know, came back, had breakfast, made some pancakes for her, um, got some flowers and balloons and stuff for her. And then I decided, I'm like, you know what, let me let me do my best to stick with this uh, schedule. So we got the uh, we got the MMA lock talk, making sure that we were able to bang that one out. And then after this, right back to hanging out with her and then back to a normal schedule tomorrow. So in terms of the MMA lockcast for UFC San Diego, that's going to be coming out tomorrow. So you can keep you guys, uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. I believe I am doing a uh, appearance this week as well on my guy. Oh, look at him in the comment section here. Chronic combat conversations. I'm going to be going with on with those guys, I believe, on Wednesday. I could be off. Um, I just got to look at my calendar again. If they're still in the chat, they can let me know which day it was again. But I will be going on with those guys to break down UFC San Diego, which I've already made a bet for. So 
tune into the the show tomorrow, the Lockcast tomorrow, and then obviously their show, and you guys could probably figure out who it is. But I've been absolutely killing it recently. All right, let's get into the chat. That's what we're here for, right? I want to talk to you guys. I'm done with the the bantering and all that shit. Nothing like cold water. All right, J-Row in the chat. Yo, Locke, we slayed this weekend. Yes, we did, my friend. Appreciate the love and support, as always. Uh, AJ1337 saying, Vicente killed so many of my parlays, I shouldn't have used him as a parlay piece. Sorry you got caught in that, my friend. (laughs) J-Row, right away, saying, Neil won me so much of my parlays, one of the most profitable weekends this year. Let's go, my man. Let's fucking go. Kind of comeback conversation room. Trying to remind you guys to hit that like if you haven't already. Please do. Paul Brasfield saying, Ajay, I used the Lukia over two and a half on my parlay and only lost by 30 seconds. That sucks. I had a pretty big parlay myself that hinged, hinged on the under three and a half in the uh, Jamal Hill and Tiago Santos fight. And that missed by one second. One second. If only Jamal Hill was a little bit quicker with that uh, ground and pound, we could have cashed that as well. AJ saying, was this the first time in UFC where the whole card didn't go to a decision? Uh, J-Row, I think, says here, last card was eight years ago. That whole card ended without a decision. There you go. Lajuan Dream in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by. Lajuan Dream saying, did you see the Caesar Gracie interview with Submission Radio? I did not. Please let me know what that was all about. Jeff Neal, let's go. Sean V. Singh, Figgy versus Moreno, though. Figgy looked awful on skills and terrible in the cage after. Um, that was the the second fight, right? The one that he got submitted in? Yeah. Again, I think it, it doesn't happen as often as people pound their chest that it's going to happen. Honestly. And Figgy, we know it's always a brutal wake-up for him as well, right? Again, it, it doesn't always translate into the cage. So if that is, like, if you're not fully picking a guy before weigh-ins, you shouldn't have a weigh-in flip you and be like, okay, I'm going to play this guy now. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Rick, the ruler, saying, I just had Hill in a two-legger with Tantoja last weekend. The lines were too wide this past weekend. Kept me off fires that hindsight 2020 were not trusty, trustworthy via Egger and Pauga. Yeah, the Egger one was weird, right? Like... She tried she tried playing it, she tried playing it cool, like not even disagreeing when she first got out of that submission. And then she started to throw a little bit of a fit after the decision was read, but is what it is. Apparently, one of the judges who had a prime viewing spot. Again, you, you can mistake a tap for especially in a spot like that, where like she's pinned up against the cage and she's in a very awkward position. How can you clearly tell that? the fighters doing this maybe they're trying to do something to to use that arm to get their other arm out of that bad position or something like that right is what it is um but yeah shout out to all the mbs backers my guy thomas kane (coughs) if he ever ends up getting back in here or if anybody uh is in another stream with thomas kane over the next couple days let him know i said congrats because he's been pounding his chest about mbs over the last couple weeks so i gotta give him credit where credit was due Rector Lewis saying Luke as well. Joshua Frick, did this weekend change how you feel about Hill? Uh, no. You're getting wrestled by Tiago Santos. You want my guy, Manco Man Uncle Lav, to put his wrestling paws on you? 
and see how that goes. <laughs> but no, it did not change. I Hey, I told you guys that it was going to be a tougher matchup for Jamal Hill, right? Did I not tell you guys that it was going to be a round three or round four finish for him and not a quick round one brutal knockout like a lot of people expected it to be? Diego Santos is still, you know, tough to put away at times. He was really starting to slow, though, right? We're, we're not used to seeing have him uh, go out there and grapple as much as he did, which is why I think he slowed down as much as he did. But still, you know, again, very tough. Took some big shots. Managed to stay in there until the third or fourth round. That's exactly what I was expecting. And again, it wasn't a clean KO either, right? It was an accumulative KO. TKO. What did I say? Aaron is saying, uh, Neil surprised me. Lajon Dream saying, what hockey team glass is that? Ooh, this is, uh, I got it from, I forgot what it was, the Amosin Canadian one. It was the Stanley Cup champions, uh, Mahovlevich, uh, uh, Leafs, 1967. I feel like I'm butchering that guy's name, Mahovlevich. Sorry, don't know my hockey that much. Last one, Dream saying, I know it's not the Leafs. Of course it's the Leafs. Aaron saying, not the win, but the KO. Yep, first time in 30 or 31 fights that Vicente Luque has been knocked out. Perfect storm for a, a Jeff Neal knockout, so let's fucking go. Uh, Last one, Dream saying, they ain't won a cup since the 60s. Exactly, this is 67. <laughs> Last one, Dream saying, almost hit a 10-legger. Damn Pauga, yeah. Very surprised that he ended up shitting the bed there. Lajon Dream saying, Caesar talked about Nick's last fight. Nick went in with two ruptured discs, and that's why he couldn't make 170. Had numbness in his hands, and he couldn't train. Ouch. I didn't know that. Lajon Dream, but he had to take the fight because he still had to pay the fee for the positive marijuana test and a bunch of other things. Otherwise, Caesar said he would be fighting for free. Wow. That's crazy. I missed that. San Sense Boulevard. Lord, I hope they give us Bum Usman at minus 200 against someone half decent. Need to make my money back from him. I don't know, man. I think people know how, how bad he still is. We'll see. Kung Nao Chicken saying, are you on Quinlan now that he we know he's still juicing? Uh, I was already on Quinlan, but that's not going to make me change my mind in terms of uh, actually betting him. So he uh, should still probably win by KO. Weird situation, right? Lajon Dream saying also said Nick looking to come back in 2023. Just had two titanium discs put in seven weeks ago. I don't want to like that last version of Nick Diaz was so bad to watch. He is 30. He'll be 30. So he's 39. He just turned 39 uh, a week ago. I don't know if I want to see him. We're done with that. Joshua Frick saying I meant my opinion on how went down. Again, I was never super high on him to begin with. So I don't know if it could go much further down. Like, the guy's good. The guy's talented. Right? You you deal with Thiago Santos. You take some adversity. You come back and you still win. And it wasn't even much of a comeback because he was winning the majority of that fight. You know, I know some of the rounds are close, but he showed he can take some guys deep and, and, and beat them. So, I don't know. My My, my opinion hasn't... Go, gone down super low. Uh, again, it wasn't that high to begin with. 
Kung Lao Chicken saying Santos is a gatekeeper now for the top five if you beat him. I agree. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> Santos is a championship gatekeeper, pretty much. Bajan Dream saying, would highly recommend you watch an interview. Lots of interesting stuff in it. I shall check it out. It's been a while since I even heard the name Caesar Gracie, honestly. Paizo DFS saying, great bets on the weekend lock. You crushed it. Was able to hit a nice double dip on Miller Walker over two and a half. And Miller round three. Nice. What did you think of the DX crotch up at the end? That's some G shit right there. That is some G shit by Miller. Um, great work from her, man. And and can we talk about the horrible fight IQ from Brogan Walker? You're touching her up on the feet. You're having massive success. Why are you closing the distance and 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 trying to force a takedown, force a clinch situation? And even her coaches are saying that y'all should be fired. Like you could see, like even going into the third round, you dealt with this for two rounds prior, where you had tremendous success in the striking. You're landing great combinations. You're touching her up, but no. I need to grapple with her for some reason. Horrible fight IQ. I am so glad I did not bet that fight, but good God. I feel bad for anybody that did have money on Walker there. Yeesh, kebab. Aaron saying, Quillen been juicing, but yes, I'm on him for sure. Good luck, my friend. Lajon Dream saying, what the fuck? Did not expect that to be a Leafs class. It is. Shout out to Molson Canadian. John K saying, what about Ode Nam? Love Ode, but minus 250, always tough. I gotta say, at those odds, you know, Nam is live. You know, Nam, uh, output wise, has been kind of challenged at times, but the guy still has big power, and Oday can be hit. I might take a shot on Nam here, maybe even Nam by KO. Isaiah D saying, I'm worried about Quinlan versus Wit. Not sure Quinlan, Quinlan is a lock. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a lock by any means. Patty the Fatty saying, Has Luke peaked gatekeeper going forward? Um, I think it was just a tough stylistic matchup. He, his his striking defense will keep him from being a champion. That's what we're finding time and time again. So he'll always be a fun fighter. He'll give some guys in the top fifteen a tough time, but that's where it stops. John K saying, other question with the catch rate of one hundred twenty. Does that give pause on Luby versus Hill? I think at 115, it's loopy all day. <coughs> um, I don't think it 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 um, it changes that, right? Like the Luana Carolina was a, a big step up for her, right? Short notice, one week, right? It was a, a week time between her last fight and that fight. Um, and she was going up a legit weight class where Hill actually fights at her weight class. So I don't think it's too bad uh, in, in terms of making it 120. Isaiah D saying, I think Marlon is the lock. I would highly disagree with that. Should I make my, if you guys want to hear my quick case in regards to Marlon Vera versus uh, Dominic Cruz, let me know. And I'll happily tell you guys in the, um, once I get to that question, but Marlon is not a lock. DXJC56 saying, Quinlan is a certifiable proof that USADA is literally a meme. I agree. Like, if the guy has something in his system, why is he fighting? A week later. <laughs> Makes no sense. Paizo DFS saying, do you think Benitez, Godinez, Silva lines all move further throughout the week? Feel like those fights are the easiest on this week's card to break down. Uh, which one is Silva? Who's Silva? Oh, Bruno Silva. Um, I could see some buyback on the Benitez side. 
because that line is getting a little bit out of whack. Trust me. I'm a big Benitez guy, and I'm a big Charlie Antovaros hater. But I think that we're starting to see the decline of Benitez, and we still have to give Antovaros respect in terms of being a big hitter. He could absolutely land a big shot on Benitez here and put him down and put him out. Benitez can be hit. He's going to be at a size disadvantage, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just quickly uh, check those stats here before I start talking out of my ass. Uh, where is it? Antoveros Benitez. Yeah, 6'2 to 5'8 and 78 inch to 71 inch. Three-year youth advantage. Like, again, I'm not a big Charlie Antoveros guy. I've been looking to fade him pretty much every time. And I've been a big Gabriel Benitez guy in the past, but minus 345 is insane. Be careful about that one. Godinez, I like the most out of all of them. Silva, again, big power puncher, ton of finishing abilities, will be the faster guy here. But if he finds himself on the ground, GM3 could absolutely wrap him wrap him up in something. So uh, I'd be very wary about Silva, guys. Silva and Benitez. But I like Godinez. And in regards to your, to your question specifically in terms of like line movement, that is, I am not good at that. I will absolutely admit that to you guys. I am not good at predicting line movement. And uh, those ones, I, I just don't know where they're going to go. DXJC is saying uh, Benita is going to be the biggest favorite on the card uh, at closing minus 100, uh, at 100%. Maybe. Maybe. Unknown saying, I'm all for nostalgia, but I don't want to see Adidas fight again. Then I'm right off into the sunset. I agree. But he might need some more money. <laughs> True shot. Saying Santos is up two rounds to one. Yeah. But I think that was going to start changing in Jamal Hill's favor. Hill definitely looked like the fresher fighter. Um, you know, Santos could not push that gas tank anymore, in my opinion. Lajon Dream saying, I thought for not fighting for six years, two ruptured discs, and not being able to train before the fight he did well. I don't know, man. I don't think so. I'd have to watch that fight back again, but I was, it was sad more than anything. Zach Singleton saying, you definitely want to bet on people that are just up. Yes, you do. Uh, True Shot saying, was Castillo in her corner? Uh, Castillo in whose corner? In, in McKenna's? I don't recall. Paizo DFS saying, absolutely. Oh, oh four. <laughs> okay, sorry. You're talking about the Brogan Walker fight. <laughs> it makes sense now. Uh, Paizo DFS saying, absolutely horrid IQ. I felt bad for people on Walker. I was like, why are you initiating the clinch? It was kind of like the bomb Leonardo fight a bit. Exactly. Exactly. Lajon Dream saying, I think uh, Nick got one or two left in him now that he can actually try to get prepared for a fight. Give him, you know, if we're going to give, do, do Vicente Luque versus Nick Diaz. Fire. Fire, 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 fire. Let's do that again. Not again, but let's do that fight. Why not? Kung Dao Chicken saying Luke's chin is done. He's taking away too much damage. Are we going to write it off after one fight? Or are we going to give Jeff Neal his props that he's actually a, a big power puncher? And, and good with combinations. So don't don't try to go out there and just, you know, bet the other fighter by KO now going into Luke fights. You know, there's that what have you done for me lately attitude, right? Like let's let's provide more proof for that first before we go out there and say his uh, his chin is completely done. Kung Dao, saying, Kung Dao Chicken's saying Neo finally cracked it. Lots on Dream saying I was running uh, that too. Why was broken closing distance going for takedowns to only get reversed and taken down by Juliana? Horrible fight IQ. 
John K saying, by all means, give us the Veracruz take and thanks, thank the missus for us. <laughs> hey, babe. Hey, babe. Oh, she just started the shower. She's about to take a shower. So I was about to say thank you right, right now, but I'll be sure to say it afterwards. Appreciate it, John. Um, in, in terms of the Veracruz take, Vera's only, or sorry, Cruz's only losses, Henry Cejudo, TJ Dillashaw, and the greatest version of Cody Garbrandt we've ever seen. And Uriah Faber, I think, from way back in the day. Right? He's still shown that he can perform at a high level. He's still shown he has the durability to take a shot on the chin, get hurt enough, and still come back and win the fight. Pedro Munoz, we all know, has tremendous knockout power, uh, or at least big, big power in his punches, which is why he was able to catch Cruz there. But you're telling me you're willing to bet chalk on Marlon Vera, who, just based off of potential, you think that, you're, that he's going to beat him? He was getting touched up by Rob Font that entire fight. Now you're getting a more defensively sound fighter in Dominic Cruz, who has shown he can still compete at the highest level at plus 180 odds. You don't pay chalk against Dominic Cruz with everything that we've seen from him thus far. Sure, he looked phenomenal against uh, Rob Font, but he was getting pieced up. He caught Rob Font in spots where Rob Font is just standing and looking at him. Cruz is not going to be there to be hit that often by Chito Vera, in my opinion. Vera is going to have to worry about the striking. And let's not forget about uh, the underrated wrestling game that Dominic Cruz has as well. That is something that he could potentially keep Vera on, you know, with the level changes, with the potential takedown, the threat of the takedown, keep him on his toes about as well. And from everything that we've seen, Dominic Cruz still has a great gas tank. So think for yourself in terms of why you would want to pay chalk on a guy against one of the greatest bantamweights of all time who has shown he can still perform at the highest level. And you want to pay minus 200 on him. Again, odds don't matter to some people. But those people probably ended up betting Vicente Luque last time or last week, this past weekend. <laughs> See where I'm getting at? Uh, true shot saying Benitez minus three fifty is nuts. And, and sorry, John K. I don't. I don't mean to like attack you. Like I don't want to. I don't want it to come off that way. It's just you know I know I'm going to hear this take a lot this week, so I'm just getting my engines revved up. I'm starting to get it going, so I can give some spirited and 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 hot uh, takes on that Varen Cruz fight. Can you guys tell that I might already have money on Dominic Cruz? <laughs> True shot saying Benitez minus three fifty is nuts. I absolutely agree. Don't be surprised if you see me go out there and take a small shot on Charlie Antavaros. Mitchell Williams saying everybody going to be on Silva. Lupi Parlays. Hopefully Silva comes through. Yeah, Silva will be. Silva will could be a bit more of a sweat than people expect, um, but. He should go out there and get that first round knockout. Uh, DXJC saying exactly had something bad enough have to, to have his win revoked, but not bad enough to have his contract revoked or any kind of suspension. Dude, I think last season there was like two guys that popped for USADA, both of them fighting on this upcoming card. Actually, Lucas Brzezinski as well. If you guys remember that Polish heavyweight, uh, he got popped for something, but still managed to keep his contract. Weird, 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 weird. Ian Wynn saying Antivirus hands plus Benita's chin should not be plus 310 on the money line. My guy. My guy. Ian Wynn. Also, what's up? Appreciate you, my friend. How's it going? 
Gunny saying, yo, what up, Locke? You've been on to something lately. You definitely called that new shot. I didn't see him knock you out, Luke. That was crazy. Gotta give me a chance every now and then, my guy, Gunny. Don't you have to? Come on. All good. Rex Lee saying, are you confident Carpenter tomorrow? I want to add him to some long parlays. I feel pretty good about him, honestly. Um, Carpenter and Wojcik. Those two I, I feel pretty good about. I'd, I'd create, if you're creating parlays, long parlays as in plural, I would have some without him as well because I think Chires is kind of dangerous. But uh, Carpenter should be able to grind that one out, possibly finish him from on top as well. Uh, True Shot saying Antiveros got taken down in both UFC fights. Benitez has one takedown in the UFC. Good point. And that was against Walker. Uh, sorry, you're you're talking about Walker when I was talking about the Castillo thing. Sorry. Uh, again, just a just a heads up to anybody that's kind of newer to the to the show. You don't always have to do this, and I'll always try to do my best to remember what you guys are all talking about as I get to your comments. Uh, but even putting like a re as in regarding R E uh, colon and then you know the topic that you were initially commenting about. If you guys want to start off with that and then add your next comment after that, that would absolutely help me a little bit. But I will do my best to try to remember every single comment that you guys were talking about. Gunny saying Hill was wearing him down. Yes, he was. Rick Lewis saying, you think uh, Onama keeps getting steam from minus 200, 204 to minus 223? He went from 204 to 223 on my book. I think so. The kid's hyped. The kid is absolutely hyped. Uh, personally, I'm just staying off of him. I'm staying off the Landwehr side as well. But uh, I do think that we'll continue to see uh, Onama love come in. John K saying, sorry if this was covered. Uh, your take on Onama Nate. Nate's way more proven, but the strength weaknesses seem like a bad combo for Nate to train. I agree. If his durability holds up like it did in the Ludovic Klein fight, he could make it a rough night for Onama. But like, I'm not willing to pay chalk on Onama, honestly. I, I see a little bit of holes in his game. And if Nate's durability holds up, I think it's going to be a, a, a it's not going to look as chalky as the line makes it seem. Lazarus on Dream saying Nick and Vicente would be wild. I'm right there as well. Gunny saying Hill was drained like a motherfucker after the fight dog KO and people so early. Don't prepare you for those deep rounds. Yes, exactly. You're right. Yeah, he like laid down as soon as he won too, right? The guy was so out of it. Good performance in, in terms of staying in it, facing the adversity and still going out there and getting the finish. Lajon Dream saying, I wasn't in MMA during Nick's prime, so now I'm climbing for any Nick fights I can get. Just go back and watch his old fights. I mean, I I, I, I think we've talked about it before, uh, my friend, but uh, if you haven't seen all of his fights, just go back and watch those. Get your itch like that. Dick JC saying, Nick versus Barbarina. Is this a period matchup in terms of making something Nick can still win? That's a great one. That is a great one. I think he'd still lose that one too, if I'm being honest, but I don't mind that either. Lajuan Dream saying, yes, happy birthday to Mrs. Locke. <laughs> Lajuan Dream saying, Caesar said there were some good fight options for Nick, too. Actually, interesting. Joshua Frick saying, is Wiz Khalifa the best rapper who can fight? Ooh, I don't even want to get into that conversation, my guy. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's any rappers that have fought or have shown that they can fight. True Shot saying, Vera is a flat-footed fighter. He'll have a hard time dealing with the lateral movement. Bingo. Nah, Boom Gang is tough. Yeah, I, I heard about that guy, but I don't know much about him. I think he was on uh, Boom Gang. Wasn't he on fucking Jumper one time and he was just so fucked up? 
Last one, Dream saying, was Tom Lincoln too? Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get into that personally. Uh, Kung Dao Chicken, how do you feel about Clint deciding not to give betting advice anymore on his own sh- on his show due to his large losing streak? I don't know if he's decided not to give betting advice anymore. I think he was said he said he was considering it um, because of the losing streak that he's on, and until he gets his funk back, he doesn't want to give out betting advice, but. I think he's still going to drop picks. I'll talk to him, but I think he's still going to drop drop picks. Again, very rough stretch, man. I've had rough stretches in the past as well. Like, I've had some spots where I'm like, I couldn't hit water if I jumped out of a boat. Um, But it it comes with every gambler. It comes. Just got to work through it, especially if you have that much confidence in yourself. I know my guy Clint will get through it. The guy fucking has been killing it. The guy's one of the best in the in the game in terms of, you know, covering it, the entertainment side of it. Uh, you know, he's lovable enough that people continue to go out there and watch him every single week, uh, taking his content every week. The guy's a monster. It's just a matter of time before he gets back into it. I know it. True shot saying, just wait on the line, though. It'll get better for Cruz. Personally, I already took the shot at plus 180. I don't mind adding more if it gets to plus 200. John K saying, all good, man. It's a pretty strong take on Cruz. It is. It is. It is. It is. Isaiah D saying, Silva GM3 does not go to decision. Um, I wouldn't mind that. Let me just see what the uh, odds are for that. Uh, They're not out yet. I'm assuming they'll be like minus 600 or something. But we shall see. Paizo DFS saying, have you been training Alfred for the wiener dog laces? Cody mentioned. Uh, the kid's already fast. Alfred already got some legs on him. We'll see if we can get him. Uh, we'll see if we can get him signed up for the one next year. We shall see. Lazron Dream saying Cruz went from plus 150 to plus 170 on Betway today. I got him at plus 180. And for those of you guys on the Patreon, you guys know I, I dropped it maybe a day or two ago. Uh, what was the website that I got it on though? Let me just quickly pull it up here. Uh, Pinnacle. Nope. Yeah, on Pinnacle, I got him at plus 180. More than happy with that line. Zach Johnson in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Rex Lee saying happy birthday to Mrs. Locke. Another happy birthday, babe. <laughs> if you guys, if you guys don't know, like some behind the scenes stuff, I have a glass door. That's on the other side of the the studio, so I can see every now and then when she's walking by and all that. Uh, True Shot saying, I bet Onama at open. What was that number? Uh, Gunny saying, damn, David Onama fighting again. Let's get it. Yeah, he took this on short notice. Nick Sisson saying, good to see you, my friend. Keep up the good work. All y'all hit the like button and pay attention to this, man. We'll all make money. Appreciate it, Nick. I greatly appreciate all the love and support, my friend. Great to see you sticking around as well. I know you've been around for a while. Lodge One Dream saying, I went back and watched a decent amount last week, actually. Watched the Koji Oishi fight. Thomas Denny, Takanori Gomi fight was absolutely f- crazy. Cyborg and the Zoramskis fights. Yeah, Zoramskis was a beast too. Um, funny enough, Marius Zoramskis, you know, shout out to anybody that remembers Marius Zoramskis. Zoramskis. Sorry, I'm just pulling up his page here. After that fight, so he actually, it looks like he has a 23-10 and 10 record now. Last fight he took was in July of 2021, got knocked out there. So it seems like he he got, oh, wow. So he knocked out, got knocked out by a dude, but he it was a rematch from his last fight with him, which was November of 2020, 
where he won via broken leg. So seems like the other guy went out there and got some uh, revenge. He fought an 0 and one guy in May of 2019. Wow. His his career really took a bit of a nosedive after that whole Nick Diaz fight. So, um, yeah, Nick Diaz. That fight was January of 2020. Or, sorry, 2010. Uh, then he had a couple fights. After that, he lost to Cyborg, had an eye injury. He beat Kasushi Sakuraba in 2010. Yeah, June of 2011. So this was two months after I worked with the UFC for the first time at UFC 129. They had a media hospitality event during that fight week, and we were able to go there. Ryan Bader was there. Chuck Liddell was there. Tito Ortiz was there. Um, a couple of guys from the Ultimate Fighter. If anybody remembers Kyle Watson, he was there. I got to talk to him for a while. Um, but a lot of media from Toronto was there, and that's where I made a lot of my connections. One of the guys that I made a connections with, and and I love this guy, uh, was uh, Brendan Fife. Uh, he used to run content creation, I believe, for or sorry, director of content, or he was he was a higher up at the score for anybody who remembers the score, the Canadian channel. It is now a betting uh app as well of uh as well as a uh sports ticker app kind of as well. They they update sports uh, uh scores and all this stuff. Uh they started their own fight league on the score. And the first event they had had Jordan Meehan headline against Marius Saramskis. And this is what the guy told me that night at the bar. And he goes, we would love to have you assist us if you're if you're free. And I started working with the score finances and I helped them out a bunch. Like, you know, for, for I think they had 10, maybe 11 events and I helped them out with pretty much all of them. Uh, Jordan Meehan against Marius Saramskis in the main event. Joe Dirksen was on the card too. Sokaju was on the card. Uh, let's see any other names. Josh Hill was the fifth fight on the card. Um, Alex Ricci climbed to 2-0 and that night. He made it to the UFC as well. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was just funny. When he told me that he had Zoramskis on the car, I'm like, no fucking way. You got Zoramskis, and then Jordan Meehan ended up beating him that night by decision. Fun, fun times. All right, back to the chat here. Gutty saying, yeah, that's him. He goes by John Gabano now. Now he's a devoted Christian now and shit. Interesting. Interesting. So he really changed his way, eh? Uh, true shot saying his analysis that's suffering, Clint. Again, I know his analysis is, is on point. I just gotta, he's just gotta reel it in a bit. John K saying, read dogs this week. Would you say Clark and Cruz are your strongest dog plays? I.e., if it was plus 100, would you still wheel, feel that way? I kind of get that feel. Um, Clark and and Mirzakhanov, I haven't really made up my mind in regards to that fight yet. Um, I'm always sketched out to play Clark, but this could be a good matchup for him against Mirzakhanov. Uh, in terms of Cruz, you know, I'd probably take him at about minus 150 as well. Like, I'd take him up to that point. Like, I think he's the better fighter here. Like, that's where a line doesn't really play into it for me too much, but the line is in a huge advantage here. I think I played Cruz at Chalk. And I'll quickly pull this up. I, I, I looked into my Bet MMA page for uh, Marlon Vera because on Bet MMA, they actually have a, a, a record of how you've done uh, betting on this guy's fights. And <laughs> looking back at it now, I've never bet on Marlon Vera. Like I've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times including this Dominic Cruz fight. So let's just say six fights. Six fights where I bet against him. I've gone three and two. 
and I'll quickly break it down here. First one was uh, John Lineker, five units at minus 303, was more than happy to play chalk way back then on John Lineker to beat Vera. That cashes. I followed that up with a unit and a half play on Frankie Sainz at plus 143. Turned out Frankie Sainz was really starting to fall off at that point, so that's a loss. Four units on Song Yidong at minus 170. Uh, I remember that being a little bit of a sketchy fight, but still won that fight. So I went... I'm currently 3-0 on lock of the night plays against Marlon Vera. The third one was Jose Aldo, five units at minus 149. Uh, again, tide was starting to change in that one. Second round was great for Marlon Vera, but Jose Aldo got that backpack and showed off his veteran skills that night. Then I lost the next two bets against Marlon Vera, which was uh, one and a half units at plus 165 on Davy Grant. Marlon Vera showed the fuck up that night. One and a half units at plus 148 on Frankie Edgar. Edgar was up uh, 2 nothing on one judge's scorecards. Uh, it was 1-1 on the other two judges' scorecards. It looked like Marlon Vera was starting to take over that. He got the finish there. Uh, so all in all, I'm plus 2.86 units on uh, betting Marlon Vera fights, going 3-2 and two on bets. Or sorry, 3-3, three and three, I should say. 3-3. Uh, three and three. Uh, But I've gotten a 14% ROI off of, uh, off of Marlon Vera fights. Also... I did bet the Sean O'Malley fight. Didn't bet Sean, but I bet the under two and a half at plus 104. That cashed um, as well. So maybe I have some bias towards Marlon Vera, not really thinking he's the shit, but I think that this is a great spot still for uh, Dominic Cruz to go out there and get his hand raised. Gunny saying crazy how celebrity deathmatch has basically become real now with all these rappers and YouTubers fighting. That's crazy, eh? Absolutely crazy. Luke Fulton, what up, Law? Good luck tomorrow on Saturday. Appreciate the love, my friend. Ian Wendt is saying, who is more of a fraud between Devin Clark and Azamat Mirzakhanov? Mirzakhanov was not looking good against Tafan and Chukui, but again, Devin Clark is no Tafan and Chukui, right? If Clark outwrestles Mirzakhanov, it's absolutely possible, but do I trust his fragility or his fight IQ? No. So all in all, that fight will likely be a pass. Luke Fulton saying no taping for me this week, so I'll be tailing the cappers. Good luck on that, my friend. Gunny saying this card is kind of weak, though. I agree. Nick Sisson saying it comes and goes. Clint's an awesome dude. He'll get over it. And happy birthday to the little lady. I'll be sure to let her know as well. Lajwan <laughs> Dream saying, yeah, I remember them talking up Zoramskis in the pre-fight against Nick. Yeah, he, he looked. He was amazing uh, up until that point, right? He was 14-3 uh, and three going into that fight. With wins over Jason High, he did lose to Shamos twice. He lost to Shamos, but I remember being highly touted at that point in time. Then he's saying, "Who are you leaning in the Zalal fight?" I haven't looked at Blackshear at all, but it was interesting to see that the line was pretty much a pick'em the last time I saw it. No lean as of yet because I have no, uh, I have nothing on Blackshear yet in terms of actually doing research there. Noah Allen saying Brogan Walker disrespected the game. Jamal Hill, what you get fighting with what you get for fighting with ego and not respecting opponent skills. Absolutely. Horrible fight IQ. Lajon <laughs> Dream saying uh, Nick was at 129, wasn't he for Jake and Nate? I think he was. I don't recall seeing him. Again, that we're, we're talking about 11 years ago, right? Um, I did see Nick, and I have a picture of, with him 
uh, at UFC 121 in Anaheim, uh, the night that Jake actually debuted in the UFC against Martin Campman. And for some reason, Nick was in the uh, crowd. Uh, he was walking down the aisle like of the lower bowl, and we were sitting right where he was. So a lot of people start to flock over to him and get pictures. I managed to get one as well. I'll share it on, on Twitter again one of these days. But yeah, that was weird. Paizo DFS saying, Re, rappers who can fight. Did you ever play Def Jam? Yes, I did. Back in the day, it was like a WF sound, but with famous rappers. I did. Def Jam Vendetta. I think that was the second run. Oh, no. Uh, Def Jam Fight for New York. That shit was so fire. I would love to play that game again if I could get my hands on it. I played that game nonstop. That was a great fucking game. No Allen saying no rapper can fight except Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell is the best fighter rapper. Hands down. Hands down. John K saying, looking ahead, have you scattered 278 yet? I have not. Maverick minus 400 versus Young. Romanov minus 350 against Tybura. And Gooden minus 325 versus the Santos. Too wide. What about, what about uh, Aldo versus Murab? Uh, so I like Maverick over Young. Um, I like Romanov over Tybura. But I think I'll probably pass on that fight at those odds. Uh, Gooden versus Santos. I like that as well. Gooden should win that fight. But again, odds a little bit too wide there. I'd have to agree. Uh, Aldo versus Murab. Uh, Aldo, uh, again, looking good at 135 pounds, man. I, I might lean him here if I can get some plus money on him. But close fight. If his, if his, famed, car, uh, if his famed grappling holds up here, he could knock out Murab. So, yeah, I'll probably lean uh, Marab, or sorry, lean Aldo there. Noah Allen saying it was a tough week. If you hunt a value on the massive dogs, Ghost Pepper almost caught McKinney Slacky. He almost did. He almost did. But I'm glad that I had the fight does not start round three and the under one and a half there instead. Isaiah D saying, please explain such confidence in Cruz. Um, I did like 20 minutes ago. I don't want to go over it again because I want to get through as many of these uh, questions as possible, please do uh, go back through it again. But I did speak about it. Also, I'm going to be dropping the MMA Lawcast tomorrow evening, so you can uh, you can hear my thoughts on it there as well. Sorry about that, Isaiah. John K saying Isaiah. Oh, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> and he even gave you the uh, the timestamps uh, timestamps as well. So that was about 20 minutes ago, 15 to 20 minutes ago. Thank you, uh, John K. Truly appreciate that. J Rose saying, how is Bo Nickel minus 2100 tomorrow? Because he's Bo Nickel. We know how hype works in these in the sports, Jay. We do. Uh SKD seeing you be fading Vera like that. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> Ricky Chow saying early thoughts on Vera Cruz. As my guy John K just said, go back to the four uh sorry, the 35 minute to 40 minute mark of this podcast, and you'll be able to hear my thoughts on that. <clears throat> That was about 20 minutes ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. Paizo DFS saying, were you a big rap hip-hop fan growing up? I was. Who were some of your favorite rappers? I was a big Exhibit and DMX fan back in the day. RIP to DMX. Old school Exhibit was slept on. Eminem, Nate Dogg, Dr. Dre, Snoop, and most of You were sounding exactly like me. Like So I have a, my brother who's seven years older than me, and I got all my musical influences from him, and he was a big rap and hip-hop guy. Like I was all into that exact like type of, rap that you're talking about there fabulous fabulous was a big one that i used to listen to he's saying also 50 up yep, 50 the game was one of my favorite rappers growing up um yeah uh, you know a lot of the game a lot of 50 um dre always bumping chronic 2001 
um yeah like like that whole rap and r&b mix remember the that phase right like the 112s and the jagged edges and uh, uh dilemma by nelly and and kelly Rowland. like that if you you know what i'm talking about early my on spotify i do early 2000s late 90s hip-hop and r&b that's usually what i look to listen to when i don't have anything new that i want to listen to detective allen saying when are we getting mma betting youtuber boxing fight one of these days i'm sure one of these days i was wrong dream saying apparently cheetah was supposed to fight Piotr young this weekend in boston but Piotr turned it down i don't think he wanted to fight somebody that low i guess right i think he sees the advantage in fighting sean o'malley could get the rub from that Detective Allen saying, you've seen the article saying the UFC wanted to make Nick Diaz versus Shemaya before the Lawler fight. That was, I, I don't know what to think of that. That is murder. Like, they would have just honestly done murder that night. Not a, They should not have done that. Then he's saying, Brogan pissed me off, dog. She looked nothing like she did in her previous fights. I mean, she didn't necessarily look good, but against Miller, she looked like someone that just got pulled from the crowd. I agree. Like, again, I, I will never get it. Again, I didn't bet her, but for people that bet her, I will never get over the fact that she continues. She initiated the, the clinch. Absolutely dog shit performance there. Gunny saying, yeah, fight for New York was my shit. Yes, sir. I loved it. Imagine getting Suhudo versus Aldo at 135. That would be a phenomenal fight. I'd love to see that. Noah Allen saying, Brogan will never be forgiven. She will not. Maybe she won't even get another fight in the UFC. Who knows? SKD saying Marab versus Aldo is actually fascinating with what with Aldo's success against Grapplers. Exactly. If his takedown defense holds up, he will fuck him up. Paizo saying read Def Jam. I love it. Was a big fan of those games. Realized I almost forgot about Method Man and Redman on my list too. Yes. Uh, the Rockwalla. Like they had so many big tracks. Where the hood at? Yes, sir. Shout out to DMX. Gunny saying, why have they been doing weigh-ins and face-offs for cards that are like a month away then end up doing them again? Weigh-ins and face-offs for cards that are like a month. What do you mean? Like, like, are you just talking about press conferences? I don't think they do weigh-ins and face-offs for a card that are a month away. I think you're talking about the press conferences. They only do press conferences, no weigh-ins. Get a boys and Warren G. I, I never really got into like the, the regulators or Warren G or anything like that. But like I was on the cusp of that two one three. I remember two one three. Uh, fuck streets is watching. I think that was a in the name of the streets. Like that track. That was fucking dope. Lazarus Dream saying nineties thousands rap hip hop is undefeated. I agree. The game was a good character on uh, Def Jam. Was he actually in that game? I don't remember him being in that game. Or is there a newer version that I don't know about? Paizo DFS saying rap music. Damn, I forgot Fabo 2 and game. Damn, there was too many. Do you remember Joe and Mystical? I remember Joe and Mystical. That starter remix. Let's go. Let's go. My day, my day, my day, my You don't know me, but I know you very well. Yeah, I fucking love that track. I might have to listen to that after I uh, hop off here. That was so fire. Bro, you get me hype. I love it. Boob saying Usman was plus 350 live 20 seconds before he got KO. Got a KO. Yep. Even the um uh, so I obviously did my tape study on the, the Dominic Cruz fight the other night, and uh I was stunned to see that they actually had Cruz as like a plus 300 dog after round one. 
like the man got clipped and they thought uh, Pedro Munoz was just going to continue to do that time and time again. He's just going to continue to catch him uh, and eventually finish him. That was wild. I wish I had taken advantage of that. Detective Allen saying, hey, 43 viewers and 14 likes. Let's run it up. Yeah, what the fuck, guys? Let's get to 20 at least. <laughs> Hit that like if you guys haven't already. Please do. David Field saying, would you fight GSP for 150K? Sure. Why the fuck not? Love's on Dream saying they've been doing press conferences but not wins. Yes. Love G Funk. Gunny was saying he was on Icon. Was there another Def Jam game that I was not uh, aware of? Def Jam Icon? When did Def Jam Icon come out? I don't think I ever played that one. Huh. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is news to me. I don't remember Def Jam Icon. Let's see what the, the big boy, Bun B, E40, Ghostface Killer, Jim Jones, Cano. Uh, don't know who that guy is. I feel like I should. Uh, British rapper. Lil John, Ludacris, Mike Jones. Who? Uh, Paul Wall, Redman, Sean Paul, T.I., Tigo. Don't know Tigo either. Puerto Rican rapper, it seems like. Uh, the Game, Young Jeezy. And then the Unlockables were Big Herc, Boyd, Day Day, Dr. Chang, Fast Talo, Fat Joe, Greer, Johnny Nunez, Method Man, Sticky Fingers. Sticky Fingers was, uh... oh, I thought Sticky Fingers was a Snoop. Troy Dollar and Wheatley. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't as good as Fight for New York. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, Nate Dog. Nate Dog was one of my favorites back in the day as well. Scott Tix is saying KRS one rock on Wu Tang and nothing to fuck with. Uh, Cardinal Fisher, everybody knows, is it's the T dot. Yes, Cardinal Fisher, big big things for the T dot before Drake was around. SKD saying bro hitting the bag to some DMX is fucking unmatched. I agree. No Allen saying Marab considering one twenty five to get out of the Aljo's division. Could he make that? Because the guy's quite sturdy at. Uh, at 135 pounds, let's be honest. SKD saying luck with the bars. I did my best, guys. I did my best. Uh, I was on Dream saying Mystical just got charged with rape. Did he? Oh, not a good look. Oh, no. Oh, Mystical arrested, charged with rape six days ago. Oh. No, fucking mystical. Why? Watch yourself. Come on. Uh, Gunny's saying, I'm taking Arujo over Grasso. Uh, that fight is canceled, my friend. That fight is canceled. Gunny's saying, there's like five Def Jams. Is there? <laughs> Bro, I only knew Def Jam. I think Vendetta was one of them, right? And then Def Jam fight for New York. That's it. That's where it fell off for me. Paizo DFS saying a lot of Jim R. Kelly is a piece of shit, uh, but I'm still listening to Ignition Remix, man. You sound like me, because that's that's exactly me. I am that guy. Uh, Unknown saying there was a Wu-Tang game called uh, Shaolin Warriors. I missed out on that one, too. Uh, Boob saying, is Lupita the lock or are lines too wide? If she's minus 400, the line is too wide, but she could be a good parlay piece. Yeah, she's minus 340-ish. I'd say she's a good parlay piece. I honestly thought that the lines would be a little bit uh, closer. But that's not enough for me to go out there and, and back hill. I think Loopy is 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 legit. 
Lajon James saying, hot fresh out the kitchen. Uh, wow, I'm totally blanking. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, wow. I am blanking on the lines there. My bad. Gunny saying this for Vendetta, fight for New York, take over icon. Wow. I missed him. I only remember Vendetta and fight for New York. Big Tings, Prizo DFS saying I'm about to go down the rapper hole of 90s, thousands hip hop. I'm too hype, vlog. Let's fucking go, my friend. Yeah. Uh, dude, there were some tracks. If you guys remember Warriors Part 2 by Lloyd Banks, 50 Cent, Eminem, I think, and Nate Dogg. Dude, I was I was like the first guy. I remember this. Grade grade six or grade seven that came out. And I was the first guy to come across that track. And I remember uh, hyping it up to so many people when I got back to school the next day. I'm like, yo, listen to this track. Fucking got my burnt CD out, put one headphone in their ear. <laughs> like, yo, check this track out. It was so fire. It was so fire if anybody... Uh, and you guys are d- 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 doing it now. Mama rolling that body. Got every man in you wishing. I love it. There we go. There we go. Uh, you guys are awesome. All of you guys coming through with it. Sipping on Coke and rum. I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have. You guys are jokes. Y'all are wild in here. <laughs> you guys are the best. You guys just made my day. You guys made my fucking day. Paizo DFS saying, bro, my homies in grade seven, we used to make mixtapes and put them on at lunchtime. It was great. Yeah, same shit. I used to have so many burnt, like, CDs. You guys have no idea. Shout out to Spotify, though, making it so much easier. Take my money every month. I don't give a fuck. You guys are making it so easy. Boob saying, uh, bookies are hesitant to release the Lupita line. Probably got hammered at a closer open, so they closed it. Yeah. Like you, they they should have known that they were gonna get massive action on Loopy for sure. All right, that is the one hour mark. I appreciate everybody coming out on this uh, Monday afternoon, obviously to to bang with us. Uh, make sure you guys hit that like and subscribe below if you haven't already. Um, spending the rest of the day with the wife, getting that birthday uh, celebration continuing on. But back to normal schedule tomorrow. <clears throat> I'll be doing the MMA Lockcast tomorrow at some point. Ooh, excuse me. MMA Lockcast at some point uh, tomorrow. Not sure what time, but I will be back for the MMA Lock Tech app at 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow as well. Again, you guys can rely on that Monday through Thursday. We'll be right here talking fights, talking 90s, 2000s hip-hop, whatever the hell you guys want to talk about. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely enjoying this uh, this new show that I've been doing, and you guys are awesome. Uh, Gunny saying, kind of fucked up to sing R. Kelly lyrics when you realize she was talking about 13-year-olds. Let's not make it go that way, right? We don't have to make it seem like he was uh, talking about 13-year-olds. Paz <laughs> uh, is saying, thanks for answering all the questions. One day, this show is going to get big enough that I'm not going to be able to answer all the questions. But for the time being, I will always do my best to make uh get you guys highlighted in the comment section here all right love you guys appreciate you guys hit that like on the way out i'll be back tomorrow if you guys are looking for contender series content i've already dropped my contender series breakdown on friday so you guys can just go back onto my channel look for that week three breakdown you guys can hear all my thoughts on tomorrow's fights uh but yeah i'll be back tomorrow for this show as well as uh mma lockcast which will be more than likely tomorrow night so it'll be a late night edition of the mma lockcast once i'm able to finish all my tape studying all right you guys are the best Kill it. Thank you, guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow.
Peace.